Not content with your content? You've come to the right place. The Discontent Show with Joe Kuzma. Every brand starts with a story. Here's how you can grow your business by sharing it. Now with today's topic, the host of The Discontent Show, Joe Kuzma. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Discontent Show. My name is Joe Kuzma, and I'm here to give you some tips and tricks on your content marketing, more specifically today, social media marketing. I've just been speaking with a few clients, some that are you know, in the process of doing something brand new, never been on social media, or in the case of rebranding or opening a brand new business, a new storefront, whatever may be the case you know, they were asking me some questions like, when's the right time to get started posting on Facebook or posting something to Instagram or even just finding out whether or not you should be involved on Twitter? I had uh, an episode not too long ago that may have been similar, but this was a, this was something that, uh, you know, being fresh in my mind right now is something that I wanted to cover on today's show because I feel it's still a very important topic. And of course, when you go back in the archives, sometimes things get lost. But speaking of the archives, back then, I had uh, maybe several months ago an episode that talked about my favorite marketing mottos and or taglines. Uh, there are things that I really live by. And one of those, I mean, it seems just so stupid, actually, just really dumb, but so easy, is the famous Nike slogan of just do it. And that's kind of the case of what you got to do with social media when you're getting started on this type of stuff. Um, I know in this case, maybe a client that's waiting for a website, waiting for a store, there's nothing wrong with putting out some teaser type information. Now, of course, there's things that, uh, you know, you're worried about doing the wrong thing. And we can't worry about doing the wrong thing. You just have to do it. You just have to go out and and you learn sometimes by making mistakes. Now, of course, some of those mistakes are you don't want to pick fights with people on social media. You don't want to get involved in hot button topics such as politics or religion or anything of that nature. So you stay away from those sorts of things. You stay to things that are relevant to your business. And it doesn't mean you can't do things that are fun, uh, that help uh, engage yourself with a potential audience. But what you're doing here is you're kind of getting out in front of everything else. And because Facebook is kind of its own contained deal or Twitter is its own kind of contained platform, et cetera, et cetera, etc. You don't have to wait for anything else in order to start getting moving on some of those things. You could start talking about coming soon or a grand opening or anything of that nature that's going to benefit you and start to, of course, if you're on Facebook, if you're starting from scratch uh, on any of these platforms, really, but Facebook, uh, let's start there. Facebook is going to be something where your immediate Probably people that are going to like your page are people that are in your immediate circle. They're your circle of friends and family or maybe friends of friends. And then it starts to amplify, as we call it. It starts to spread your your reach a little bit more. That circle is going to start to grow and, and certain bubbles are going to overlap and it's going to help you in the long run. So there's really no reason to not get started on that right away. I get asked about what kind of things should I be posting to Facebook. You could post 
post, you know, announcements. You can inform people of certain things that are going on. You can educate them about your business or different things that may pertain to your business and or services. I bring up like, you know, baking a pizza, for example. You can say, hey, this is the reason why these type of cheeses are used within our pizzas that we bake. Very simple, but you know what? Informative and you never know who's going to share or like that or if that's going to resonate with somebody and make them come and purchase your product or service. So keep that in mind. A photo of that pizza just staying on the pizza shop topic. Perfect. And you know what? That kind of works if you end up on Instagram too, which is kind of tightly interwoven with Facebook since Facebook uh, now owns Instagram. Unfortunately, with Instagram, you can't really share links. You could do that with Facebook, but if you don't have a website that's already up, you probably don't have a blog either. And a blog is a very important thing that I have as one of my five pillars along with the social media because it brings people to your website. You own and control your website and the content that's on it, and it doesn't go anywhere. So when someone's looking for that post that they shared on Facebook last week and it's buried among all kinds of cat photos and photos of kids and grandchildren and things of that nature, then you know what I mean there. But they will maybe remember your business name or know that they can go to your website in the future when that's launched and find that type of information. But that's really only for if you're capable of posting links back to that, of course, if that's not an option or you don't have a website, you can't do that. And of course, all of these things work too. If you never even plan on having a website and you just have a Facebook page, but of course, as you know, if you're a frequent listener here for the Discontent Show, I strongly advocate having as many platforms that you own or control on your own, such as your email newsletters, such as your blog and or website and your podcast, social media, Facebook, you have to play in their sandbox. Same with Twitter, things of that nature. You even hear the stories about some accounts getting suspended, fake news, all those different things that are out there. So you can play by your rules on your own website, of course, play nicely, or you may not build that audience. Now, uh, we mentioned, I mentioned, photos a big thing you know when you have photos you don't have to dump everything into a gallery this is again something that I talk about with whether or not you want a pile of content to draw from or if you want to just blast all of it out at once and if you happen to have let's say if it's an event and you're talking about an event that just happened and you have 30 photos you probably you may not want to wean those out like you know one per day or once every week and then it takes you uh, you know the entire year for something that happened at the beginning of the year to get all those photos posted. So uh, be wise, be smart in how you control trickling out your content. But at the same time, if you don't need to put up 30 photos of your products, put one at a time tease that. Get some uh, get some traction for that. Get some reach. You're going to spread things out. And then, of course, coming back around, you, you go through all 30 of your photos. It takes you three months to do it. There's no harm in going back and reposting the ones that you've already done in a much similar manner. Of course, you're going to want to kind of mix it up. If you're on Instagram, Instagram's all photos. That's great. People on Facebook, they might want to see or hear more from you other than just photos. So, don't forget to use hashtags as well. I know I mentioned Facebook, but this is the big thing with Twitter. Twitter, you're really going out there and you're going to have to convince people to start following you or they're going to have to find ways to find you because it's uh, it's public 
there's not as many things. Now, the same thing with a Facebook page. A Facebook page is going to be public, but you're probably going to be sharing it within your private profile. So it's still kind of just locked to your friends and family in immediate circle. When you go out into Twitter, it's a brave new world. It's wide open. Instagram, much the same way. Although, you know, being tightly woven with Facebook, you could probably get some friends and family to start following you there. So it's kind of a mix of uh, public and private. And of course, people have business pages and or private or locked down profiles. I know I do because I don't I don't want my family and my kid and everything else out there in the general public. That's why I have a public facing Instagram and I also have a private one. And you want to separate your business from your public profiles when possible. So when you're on Twitter, if you're positioning yourself as an individual expert such as myself as Joe Kuzma, uh, I have a Joe underscore at Joe underscore Kuzma is my handle. That's because I am me, but I also have like my Facebook page is the discontent show. Um, my Instagram is the same thing with Joe underscore Kuzma. It's a public facing profile, but you're trying to attract strangers, people you've never met to follow your, your individual social media profiles. A little bit easier if you're on something like Pinterest or maybe even YouTube where people are just searching like almost like a, a, a plethora, a big gallery, a laundry list of different photos and videos, and you could attract people to become subscribers and followers in much that way or even pin on Pinterest your different photos. But when we're talking about like Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, which a Facebook page without some money behind it sometimes or getting some friends or some other advocates or social media influencers to help you drive that which, I mean, is really the case with all of them. But Facebook, a lot of it is really tailored to the individual user as just a person. So you think about how much you actually see business stuff. Unless you specifically request to see that stuff, you may not. So organically building on Facebook can be a little tricky or difficult. But using the hashtags, as I was mentioning, hashtags, when people are searching for a specific topic or something that's on a specific ha hashtag, this helps you get found. And you just never know somebody's going to follow you and this can lead to bigger and better things down the road because you just never know it could be somebody that's an advocate of yours that can help grow your brand or business or it could be someone that just you know makes makes a purchase you make a sale and it's all because you used a hashtag and they found you through that how easy is that i mean now, I, I always stress not to overdo it because not only do I get asked what to post which I'm kind of, or how to post, which is kind of the nuts and bolts of what I just spoke about with just doing it, just getting started, you don't want to overextend yourself because more than likely in many cases, this is another hat or a side job or a hobby or gig or something that you have that is not your, you know, your main bread and butter. You would like it to be, but it's not in a lot of cases. Or you're a part of a business or a company or a small business agency, something of that nature, where this is now an added responsibility to everything else you have. So how do you do this and not lose your mind? Well, you need to make a schedule. And however you may do that, whether it's the old traditional pen and paper, you go down to a dollar store and you buy yourself a calendar and start writing out ideas. Just remember, if it's in that little square, things can move around. Don't stress yourself. If you don't get a photo of a specific thing or you forgot, you could always rotate and do other stuff. But this is why I always say to have kind of you want a strategy, you want a battle plan. 
I get asked what days and times. It really depends on your audience. If you are located in a very, very specific region or area, then you know that you're in, let's say, the Eastern Time Zone. I'm in the Eastern Time Zone. I'm not really catering, although my show can be heard worldwide. Um, and my specific like marketing and branding type business is something that can be global. Perhaps Joe's Pizza Shop isn't. Joe's Pizza Shop is located in wherever Ohio, and it's in the Eastern Time Zone. And you know when you post things now, you're going to try and get people maybe before lunch. So maybe you start posting something around 11 a.m. And you get to see how that may work or react. You catch people when they're coming home around 5 or 6 o'clock. You can catch people at night, maybe around 9 o'clock. But if you're working on something that's more nationwide on a national scale, then you have to take those considerations with the time differences as well. And you're going to find what works out best for you. You may even find people that are only up at you know 2 in the morning. Very, very likely. And if you're working with something, with you where you have an overseas audience but you're in the United States that very well could be the case so these are things to keep in mind a frequency and consistency now I like that you at least get on social media and you know at least every day you should be checking and seeing if people are commenting or asking questions because you don't want to ignore your audience however to physically post and create content it does take time you have that nice little pile you don't have to do it seven days a week unless you have something where it's very easy to churn out that type of information and those type of posts and do it and it's not time consuming or stressful to you you know good. That's just like the greatest thing that I could possibly hear. I just know working with different industries, that's not always going to be possible. And it's kind of tough sometimes to come up with topics. It's tough to even talk about stuff here for the Discontent Show, coming up with subjects and topics and things of that nature. Got to have a game plan and know what kind of roadmap we have going forward. What are our milestones? What are we trying to get at? So keep that in mind. But I like to see everyone get on there. If it's once a week, twice a week, three times a week, you decide that. If you're involved in business and this isn't something that's, you know, an entertainment based profile that you have on social media, you're probably looking at somewhere between Monday and Friday and you know your industry best because there are some industries where people maybe they're they're working a certain type of office or desk job and they're already checked out on Fridays. They get a case of the Mondays. So you want to work on those Tuesdays and Thursdays. Sometimes Wednesdays can be very good for posting because you're in the middle of the week, the hump day, right? Saturdays. Sometimes you can catch people on Saturdays, but you also have to know your audience. Is it better for you to post in the morning? Is it better for you to go in the afternoon? Maybe people are gone, vacations, busy with activities all day Saturday and Sunday. So these are the type of considerations you have to make. And it's not a one size fits all. As I said, you're going to need to just do this. You're going to have to get out there Kind of stick your neck out a little bit. Don't be afraid because you're going to learn by doing. And even if it means that you do something and it's a mistake, it's going to help you build and grow and become a pro with this type of stuff. So then maybe you're sitting in my seat sometime years down the road and we could both chat over an adult beverage and share some more stories about the different things that we got right or screwed up. So um, one last thing, and this is a very important one, but it's don't get discouraged. The biggest thing to do on social media is to just be consistent because you know what? Not everyone's going to hit the like button or the little heart or whatever be the case on whatever platform you're on to show you that they like what they're seeing, but it doesn't mean that they're not seeing it. And it doesn't mean that 
that they don't like it. Um, I don't know. It's just you get some people that will hit like on every single thing that they see. You know the same people that will share these kind of things too, share or die. We all see these funny little posts that people end up sharing on our own timelines everywhere, right? But it doesn't work like that for the most of the general public. Uh, they're going to be content. You know, you just want to give them an update. They're going to see it. Sometimes they're going to scroll by it. Sometimes they're not. So don't get discouraged if you don't have all of these likes, shares, page likes, and things of that nature. These things are going to grow over time. And you're going to be suggested in different places where you're not really thinking about it. Like if somebody goes into a search box on, a, you know, the top of the Facebook page, or if you're in the app that has the little, you know, spyglass or whatever, and you start to type something in there, you show up in search because you know what? You've been doing the right things. You've been consistently putting content out on your social media. Somebody does a Google search for you. Uh, your Twitter profile may even show up higher than your website. And that's going to lead people back to you. They're going to see, hey, you know what? It looks like this place is still in business. They're very active. Uh, this it, make, it helps build your reputation. And it's also going to help build your SEO or search engine optimization. So these different people can find you. And, you know, hopefully it does good for your business. So, again, don't get discouraged. I like to call those vanity numbers. The in in the long term, they don't mean a whole lot unless you're spending a lot of money on social media. Because then you got to put dollars to cents. In a lot of case, you're going to look at this return on investment. Your investment's only going to be sweat equity. If it's something different and you're putting physical money in this, either hiring a social media manager or running paid ads, then you may want to pay attention to those vanity numbers a little bit more, just to kind of see your reach, see your engagement, and see if what you're doing is working and if you have to switch gears and maybe do something else. But by all means, everything that gets posted on the web is never going to be surefire, fire, go viral, go nuts. Everyone's going to see it and love it. Doesn't work that way because if it did, we would all be millionaires. So I hope you take this to heart. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. As always, leave comments for me. Leave them in the comments section. You know I'm checking them all the time. Or shoot me a message over on my website at joekuzma.com. And don't forget to subscribe. Until next time, my name is Joe. I encourage all of our listeners to be safe, be good, and I'll catch you later. Hi, folks. This is Joe Kuzma. <laughs> no, don't worry. You're not hearing things twice. I'm just here to say from the bottom of my heart, thank you for listening to today's show and being a follower and subscriber of the Discontent Podcast. And I want to remind you that if you're interested in more information about all the various things it is that I do, whether it be about this show, content marketing, or you want to ask a question, you may visit me at joekuzma.com. That's J-O-E-K-U-Z-M-A dot com. Or you can follow me as well on Facebook. Make sure you get the page and not the personal profile. Sorry, it's only for friends and family. Also on Twitter at Joe underscore Kuzma, LinkedIn or Instagram. Also, don't forget, if you haven't already, subscribe, whether that be on iTunes, YouTube, or your favorite podcast provider so you don't miss out on any of the great episodes that we have. Once again, thank you again for your support. And I look forward, as always, to speaking and interacting with each of you again soon.